to the season two of Monty's Men podcast. Welcome back, Eddie. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Well rested from uh, from last season. Uh, some tournament, summer tournaments that we got to see. Uh, but overall, doing well, man. How about you? Yeah, doing well. Yeah, glad to be back. I've mean, been itching for some Sevilla football. It's <laughs> this is a long off season. Like. We didn't have an off season last year, so it's just like, True. oh my god, we're right. You know, where's the football? We did have a lot of tournaments. You're right, and we'll talk about those a little bit. Uh, but here we are. We're seven days out from La Liga starting for Sevilla. Uh, sin Messi, sin Ramos. What do you think, man? Like, this seems like our year to go for it, right? Like. Messi's not there to score his goals that he always scores against us. He scored the most against Sevilla of any other team. 37 goals, I think. So Hmm. he's not there anymore. So, I mean, it's setting up pretty nicely, I think, for us. I'm not scared of anybody. A lot of questions on the Sevilla team, though. So we'll see what's what's going on. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Anyway, I'm your host, Chris Lale. I'm from the Washington, D.C. area of the United States. I've been a Sevilla fan since uh, 2010-ish, 20-somewhere around there. It's been a while. Um, and w- along with Eddie and some other guys, we've got a group called Monty's Men. And, and this podcast just spun off of that forum, that good group of guys. And a couple girls that uh, are on that forum. And um, just want to talk about our Sevilla team, our love of that team in English. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Eddie, you want to give us a little uh, background on you while we're doing introductions? Uh, yeah, I've just uh, generally been a football fan uh, since I can remember. I guess World Cup 98 was really the tournament that I entered. Um, and I didn't really follow club football. I didn't really know too much about it um, from then on. But um started seriously following Spanish football around uh, 08 and Sevilla is kind of the team that uh, that chose me. I didn't really choose Sevilla. Sevilla kind of chose me. It was something about um, the club, but more about the city itself and the region of Andalusia that uh, that appealed to me. Um, but uh, ever since then, I've been I've been in love with this team. There's there's just something special about this team that captivates you, and I kind of gravita- gravitated towards that. Um, been a fan ever since. Sweet, Eddie's uh, up in Toronto, Canada. Uh, yes, something sir. something I found out about Toronto, man. They have the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest street in the world. I didn't know that. Do you know that? Oh yeah, Young Street. Young, Young Street. Street. There you go. You better know that. You live in yeah. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. That bad boy was packed. Like when the Raptors won a couple years back, that that thing was packed for like a few cities, man. Oh, that's awesome. Uh yeah, so Sevilla kicks off their season uh this coming Sunday, the 15th at 4:15 p.m. Eastern. That's 10:15 p.m. Sevilla time. So a late one. Good. Thank goodness everybody's over there is uh, on vacation so they can watch it, right? They didn't I, I, I and I think I don't know if it's been announced or there are there going to be fans in the stands. There was something about 40% uh capacity. 
I think as of uh, match day one, they'll be allowed to have 40% of fans at the stadium. Um, I guess we could confirm that next week, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the number I saw. All right. I know they sent out a lot of the uh, season ticket kind of cards and, and numbers, and there's a lot of questions going back and forth on that stuff. So who knows what's going on? Um, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we don't really know being over here in the on the Atlantic side of uh, that Atlantic Ocean. So uh, anyway, um, yes, yeah, so we had a lot of summer tournaments. Uh, just a quick congratulations to – uh, Brazil, the winners of the Olympic gold medal, our boy, Diego Carlos, he, uh, he was on that team played almost every minute, I think, if not every minute of every game and, uh, just man, great job by that. Those guys, they of course played Spain in the final, uh, in that gold medal cup. And, um, Danny Alves is on that team too, former Sevilla player. And I think that's like his 49th trophy or something he's won in his career so yeah geez man what a what a player that guy is right amazing only missing the world cup just the world cup you know i mean no no big trophy there <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah won everything in the game um that, that's crazy he's been on some very interesting teams and it all started here um at sevilla um and just one of Monchi's amazing transfer uh, stories, right? Um, but yes, congrats to him. Also, uh, another Sevilla player that we might not remember, but uh, Guillerme Arana, who's playing at left left back. I was like, oh, there he is, right? Um, but apparently he's playing well. He's playing well now uh, to be able to get on that team. So yeah. I guess he plays well in Brazil but it doesn't translate in Europe. But uh, good, good for him to, to be on that squad, to be on that starting lineup and, and get a medal, a gold medal with the team. Um, but I wasn't the only South American team that won something this summer. We also had uh, the boys from Argentina finally winning something. I forgot how long it was, maybe 20-something years since the national team won a trophy or a, a competition at senior level. Um but yes, congrats to uh, Papu Gomez and Marcos Acuna, our Sevilla boys winning something there in the summer. Yeah, man, their dance machine, Papu. You got a little, you got a little dancing action going on over there during that tournament. He scored a couple goals. Um, and then congratulations to the winners of the of the Euro, Italy. Uh, mm. Of course, won. Um, well deserved. I mean, they played a great tournament, brilliant tournament. Yes. Yes. And um, Spain, there they they were in that final as well, and and came up runners up. Uh, semifinal, semifinal, semifinal. That's right, that's right. It, 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 Italy played who in the final? <laughs> I don't even remember. They played England. Yeah, that's. How did I forget that? Jeez. Italy, Spain felt like the final. To me, that's what it was, right? Like that felt yeah. like the final. Yeah, jeez. I mean, credit to to England. They they took it to penalties, right? They were that close. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Man, what that kind of tells you about the summer, just how long the summer's been. Like I've already forgotten who's in the final of the first tournament of the summer. It's just wow. Anyway, we also had the gold cup here in the US that the US won. So uh uh pat on my back for winning that one. I did yeah. it all. <laughs> it's either anyway. you guys or Mexico. It's a it's a coin toss, man. Yeah, I was I was expecting uh Canada to be there and you, you guys almost were. I mean it was close. You should have been in the final. We didn't have our best players there. No, surprisingly they didn't go. Um and I'm 
I'm surprised they made it to the semifinals with with who they had. So it's like I was expecting quarterfinal and I get knocked out. But to make it a semifinal and made it a game against Mexico, yep. I can't I can't be mad at that at all. That was a great game too. And it seems like there's gonna be a nice little rivalry brewing between the three countries here very soon. I think with we'll your see. talent that you've got, I mean we'll see. It's it's gonna be a a fun few years, I think. Uh, speaking of the Olympic tournament, our uh, our guy, you know Brian Hill, he um, he was on that roster in the in the Olympics, and uh, he he was our guy for like half of the tournament, and then that's really the major transfer business for Sevilla this summer, right? Like mm. Brian going to Tottenham. And then us trading some money and Eric Lamala, some money, a pretty good amount of money, right? Like that was a, that was a lot of money, $25 million for Brian Hill and a player that's probably equated to about a 50 million euro deal or maybe not euro, but whatever, $50 million, 50 million pounds, whatever the number was. I don't know which translation to go off of there, but I mean, a total deal is a lot of money. So uh, what do you think about that transfer, man? A uh, very peculiar transfer. I know I, I'm I'm pretty sure most Sevilla fans wanted to keep Brian Hill here at Sevilla at least one season um, at all costs because he's starting to get better as a player. He's He had a full season um, at A-Bar, so you would think he was ready to at least be uh, Ocampo's shadow at left wing. And I know there's a misconception that uh, Lopetegui doesn't play um, orthodox wingers. He likes to play inverted wingers, but he does play Ocampos on the right. You know what I mean? So um, it was. It would have been interesting to see Brian Hill. So I think it was always in. It was always Monchi's intention to to transfer Brian Hill. It was probably always the plan this summer, which is why it happened so quickly. Uh, so it was probably no chance that he was going to stay. Because we're we're making moves for Kunde as well, right? So um, uh, it was probably always in the books. So it's unfortunate. I definitely wanted to keep him because I thought he probably would have taken the starting berth from Ocampos. Um, and especially being from the academy, you want to see your academy players representing the the senior team. Um, but I, I guess that's fine. Um, Twenty five mil plus a player that you know hasn't impressed recently or. You want to say play to his potential in, in recent seasons, but players come to Sevilla to to recover their best form. So um, we'll we'll see what happens with Lamela. Um, it's not a player I thought uh, a team like a, a team like Sevilla could get, especially with wages that you know players get in in the Premier League. So um, I'm interested to see how he how he does here. Yeah, I didn't see any like contract terms of what he agreed to with Sevilla. I'm assuming he took a pretty good pay cut, but that's up in the air. I don't know if that, that happened or not. It's just mm. not a lot of not a lot of details on the contract itself. But um, yeah, I think most fans that I talked to over the course of that were, I think, disappointed that Brian. I, th- I think it's a disappointment that we're not going to be able to see our product that we've been following and hearing about for years. I mean, he started with the Academy at 11 years old and has progressed since then. So, you know, he's, he's only 20, I think now, right. Just turned 20. Yeah. And um, 
I think that's why most of us Sevilla fans are, are disappointed. We've been looking forward to him progressing and getting to the senior team and actually contributing. We have seen him on the senior team. He scored a goal uh, back in the 2018-2019 season, I think it was. Um, and at the time, he was the youngest uh, scorer in La Liga. He had that record until um, uh, Fatsy... Uh, um, scored, you know, last year for Barcelona. But anyway, um, I think that's the, the disappointment there is just we, we've, we've watched him. I watched a ton of Ibar games last year because I was just excited about Brian coming back into the team. He was an exciting player to watch. He was very fast, very um, dynamic and kind of creative with the ball, and he loved running at people. So I thought that was something that we missed in our in our team right now that we don't have. I thought he was going to be that change of pace kind of guy that we could bring off the bench um, to replace a compost or to switch a compost back to the right and have Brian, you know, running at people on, uh, on the left, you know, just, it gave us something different. And I don't see, I guess Lopetegui just doesn't need, doesn't feel that he needs that kind of change of pace or, or something different. And I guess if he does, he can bring on Oscar or, or Oliver there, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Eric Lamala, you know, works in La Liga and see if he can regain that form that he had in Roma because he was a dynamic player a couple of years and, and got that big money deal after they sold, after Tottenham sold Bale um, to Real Madrid. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We, we did lose some other guys um, in the transfer window, mostly guys that were either out of contract or on that last year of contract. Um, we lost uh, Sergi Gomez actually to a transfer to Espanol here recently. That's our most recent uh, departure. Um, Thomas Vaklik, of course, was on a free. Uh, he's he's out of the squad. Franco Vasquez, he's out of the squad. He was he was on a free as well, out of contract. Uh, Juan Soriano, I think um, they terminated his contract and he allowed him to move on. The you know the young goalkeeper, 23 years old. Um, what has surprised me a bit was Jose Lara. Um, young kid, actually played really well in a preseason 2019, I think it was. Had a really good preseason there and was showing. We loaned him out last year, uh, terminated his contract, and then signed for Betis. So, sorry, Lara. <laughs> You're off the books, man. See you later. I hope you have a terrible career. Anyway, uh, that's horrible for me to say. Uh, Sergio Escudero, uh, he terminated his contract. I think he had one year left, right? Or is it, was it over? Anyway, he, he's still without a club right now. And then Alex Vidal, he had a year left, and we terminated his contract. So he's well, also without a club. So that's the people that, that have left Sevilla this year. Um, you mentioned Arana. I didn't even know he was still on the roster, to be honest. And then it looks like that's he's he's gone too. So who knows what happened with that? And then we got two people coming in: Eric Lamala that we talked about earlier, and then a new goalkeeper. And I, we have to have the best two goalkeepers in the league, right? One two punch. Nobody's close, right? Who's close? Um, I mean, to think the best goalkeepers in the league, uh, Oblak or Stegen. Um, and their backups, we don't really know of them. I mean, I, I I don't remember who their backups are. If if you give me a minute, I'll remember. But it's it's not memorable. Neto, right, or Nito, or however you say his name for uh, that used to be with oh, Valencia. Valencia. 
Yeah, I think, I think, I think he's, he's still right. there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's decent too, but can't top her too. There's, mm. there's no way. Uh, the new guy, Marco. Yes, Marco Dimitrovich. Dimitrovich. <laughs> I can't say his name, but yep. Just call him Marco. That's what I'm um, going to do from now on. Or, or some other creative name. We'll come up with it. Dimitrovich. I think I, I read somewhere he used to be a left back. So I guess that's encouraging because it's like maybe he might not have any issues with the ball at his feet. I don't know if he'll be as good as Ederson was. Um, Ederson out of Man City, he used to be a left back, and you could tell with the way he passes the ball. But uh, Dimitrovic, I guess that's encouraging to hear, um, especially since we like to play around with the ball at the back and um, try to reproduce those goals that we did against Valencia and uh, Copa del Rey last season, um, passing it from back to front. But um Hopefully get to see more of that with him as well, because Bono will be going to Africa and in January as as well as his other Moroccan brothers. Um, so Marco is definitely going to have some some games to play uh, this season. Um, but uh, it's looking good from from what we've seen in preseason. It's looking good. Unfortunately, Bono has been still in the show in preseason. Um, so he's definitely going to keep that number one spot, but Marco's looking good. And out of the new guys, just him and Lamella, he's the only one that's been playing in preseason. Um, and Lamella, we haven't seen yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a kind of a weird off season for Sevilla and Sevilla fans. We're, I mean, we're so used to so many deals being made and players coming in, going out. It just hasn't happened that, that way. Other than the people that we already knew were leaving. Um, I think there's kind of a bottleneck happening right now. And as soon as that gets un unclogged, there's going to be a lot of maneuvering. Um, and that, that bottleneck that we're talking about is the eventual sale of Kunde. It looks like it's going to be to Chelsea. Chelsea just made a big money deal with Lukaku uh, going there from from inner for like 115 million euros or something crazy like that so for 115 million pounds whatever the number was um but there still seemed to be rumored for kunde and there was some rumors going you know on twitter that uh from florenzo what's his last name romano i think it is another guy that's uh everybody follows to yeah fabrizio romano fabrizio there you go and then um so anyway, you know, the rumor was that, that Kunde was going to Chelsea and we were looking for a player in exchange. The rumors of Zuma was there. Uh, other rumors, including Kennedy that was at uh, Granada last year. So uh, it seems like Machi said no to most of those. <laughs> and um, looking for that money deal, like he wants that big splash of cash and, and he's trying to get as close to that buyout number as possible. So... I think it's probably going to settle maybe 60 million, right? Probably. Um, maybe hopefully a little not. higher, but. Hopefully not, because that's what Man City offered last summer. I know. 55, 60. So to hold off. I mean, to be fair, this transfer should have happened last last summer, right? Um, so it was pretty surprising to see Akunde still on the roster. Um, but. Yeah, we're holding out for 70 or just pay the clause. We, hey, Chelsea has the money to pay for Lukaku like that. Especially the summer they had last season. Um, all those players, I'm surprised, are still spending like this. So yeah, pay up, Chelsea. Like, you got the money, clearly. Yeah, you, you guys that. just won the Champions League. You got that Champions League money. <laughs> Send that our way, man. There you go. We know you got it. 
So, I mean, it might not happen, but I mean, more than likely it's going to happen. And I think that's the only reason some of these other deals that, that are kind of rumored that are out there haven't happened. I think he's waiting for those funds to kind of come in and, and then Monty can go start uh, doing Monty's, Monty's way. Right. But, um, you know, there's not been that many rumors of, of late uh, that we've seen like of players coming in that seems the the most or the hottest one, the most recent is the Azan uh, Kabek, the, you know, young Turkish uh, central defender from shock. Um, six foot one defender. He was on lever- on lawn for Liverpool for half the season last year, but only gotten like nine games. So not a, not a big showing there, but uh, you know, he played 14 with shock the prior year. He's only 21 and he has a transfer value, a transfer market value of like $27 million. Uh, so high value guy. I don't think we're going to pay that for him. Not with the performance that he had last year. So, uh, you know, probably somewhere around 20 million. If, if Monty makes that deal, I think it's probably where that's going to come in. We'll see. That's rumors. Looks like the hottest rumor we have right now of anybody coming in. And we're going to need him no matter what, right? We still, if we lose Kunde, we got to replace him as well because we lost Gomez. So we're still short uh, center backs there. Mm. So, yeah, any any other thing you've heard? No, because um, that was, I think, the last one from the batch of rumors we got uh, lately. And it's the only one that's sticking right now. They're saying that the agent is negotiating right now. They're, the latest is that the, the deal might... Uh, close at around ten to twelve million. Um, uh, we're not sure. Not sure about Schalke's uh, financial issues right now. Apparently, it's not that great, so they need the the transfer to happen. So maybe ten to twelve million, um, and it's gonna be one of two. There, there was rumors about Boateng some weeks back. Um, we're not sure what's happening with that. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Boateng to be the one to replace Kunde, so that's why there hasn't been more rumors and uh, around that. But um, I think the lack of uh, players coming in is because we're quite settled in our 11. I mean, Barkunde, I think that's the only position that's going to be replaced. And besides that, it's just going to be uh, the backup players. So those kinds of deals, I guess, Munchie is looking at towards the end of the window where you get opportunities. Um for me, I think we could get someone like a, a Braithwaite out of Barcelona to come and fill in at, at left wing, who could also play center forward uh, and support striker. But a player like that to to back up Ocampos instead of Idrisi, who I, I don't think Lopetegui trusts. Um, he was playing him with the, the youngsters in the friendlies, and I, he hasn't played in the last two friendlies we had. Or at least the last one. I'm not sure about the, the one against PSG, but against Roma, he didn't feature, I don't think. Um, so I don't think he has Lopetegui's faith. So I'm pretty sure he's on the transfer block as well as, you know, Ronnie Lopez and uh, a few of the other players that are still on the roster. There's there's Nyanyan still if we need to fill in that center back role for, for next week. <laughs> but um, yeah, Nyanyan, Amadou, and we still need to get back up fullbacks and... Monty's got a lot of work to do to get rid of some of these players. And and clearly they're not yeah. a part of his, of Lopetegui's plans. Like mm. maybe Adrisi, I mean, Adrisi did feature in the first two friendlies. I'm not sure about the last two. I didn't get to watch those. Um, but the first two, he actually scored a beautiful uh, free kick goal. 
uh, in one of those first two friendlies. Um, so, so maybe him, and it makes sense because we don't have any backup at left wing, really. Um, it's a that's a hole in our in our lineup, definitely. And you don't see. I mean, I, Eric Lamala. I don't think he likes playing on the left side. He's more of a right right winger, and we've seen that same thing with Suso. So. Which made the the Brian, you know, maneuver even weirder. Than we, I don't know. So anyway, so but Monty's got a lot of work to do. Um, Joris, he he didn't play at all in the friendly, so he doesn't have a spot on the roster. If they can move him, he's not going to play. So he's nope. he's just here. Amadou, he he didn't even train with the team. He's training off by himself, trying to get a move. He had something scheduled with Turkey, but that kind of like went off and he basically Sevilla said, Hey, find your way out and you could go. Uh, but he has no, no spot on the roster. Uh, Ronnie Lopez didn't feature. I don't think at all in the friendlies as, as well. So <laughs> he's not going to be on the roster. So, and then Kunde, I mean, he, he didn't play the last two games. So that kind of gives you a clue. They said he had like a little injury, but I don't, I don't believe that. I think they just didn't want to hurt his $80 million prize possession. Right. So anyway, a lot of, a lot of work for Monty to do. Uh, You look at the roster, there's 25 guys on the roster right now. um, Not including any of the young guys. I think there's one guy in that 25 that's uh, also considered a, uh, Atletico player could go to play Atletico. That's the, the third uh, keeper. Um, Diaz, right? And Javi Diaz, and then his yes. name, yeah, Javi Diaz. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the roster, I mean, you got Dimitri, Dimitri, Marco. We got Marco, you got uh, uh, Joris, um, Rekic, you know, still there as a, as a central defender, Lucas Acampos, Gidelli, Suso, Jordan. Luke de Jong, we haven't seen any offseason. He did play in the Euros and took an extended vacation, but we haven't seen him play at all. Uh, he's got some sort of knock still that he's nursing, but you know the rumors are that he's out of the team. So um, maybe that move he moves or, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we both like him. I don't want to see him go, to be honest. I think he still has value for this team, but if you can replace him, maybe. I think he has to go because it's it's just not working with the team. As good as ta- as talented as he is, um, he does have some good skill sets and things that he could provide us. But I just don't think he he meshes well with the team because, like I say all the time, they don't pass him the ball enough. Yeah, they don't, they don't cross the him. ball enough to. Yeah, they don't trust him enough to. Yeah. to pass him. Like he's good with his feet. Like I don't. I know he's not quick. He's not. He's not in a city. Um, He's a different type of striker, but they don't play to his skill set, um, which is why we've long been rumored throughout the summer for for Joselu. Um, I think he finally played a game for Alaves after not playing the first three or four. Um, he's kind of uh, protesting his, his transfer or what have you, or whatever his agent was saying that even the club had to say something because the agent was talking a little bit too much. But... Um, He's looking like the one that's going to come in to replace De Jong. He's won the most aerial duels in La Liga by far. So we know that's what Lopetegui likes. Um, so he likes those big players. It's yeah, crazy. big, tall center forward. So uh, we'll see because the goal scoring is what needs to be fixed. And I know we, we touched on that um, 
I feel we just need to win games. If you just win games, the goals are not important. But if you're going to have the ball a lot, you might as well score some goals and make it count. Um, so this might be the season to do that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think people are that convinced about this team so far. Um, it's going to be the, the same 11, I feel. It's going to be the same 11. I think our 11 is solid. We'll have Papu we'll have uh, a full season with Papu Gomez. Um, and the city season, uh, full season two. Um, who's not going anywhere, as we've seen on Sevilla FC TV. He's not going anywhere. Um, and I think he understands that there's a lot of, there's more improvement that he can make. Sort of like Kunde as well, who, who stayed an extra season. And you can see that he's he's progressing. So hopefully you see that same kind of progression within the city. If he scores the same amount of goals this season, I'm hella satisfied. Because 20 plus goals is what we look for in our center forward so and a lot of those he scored with ease because he has a lot of attributes that that can make him score a lot like maybe even 30 plus and La Liga is clearly there for the taking we thought last season was a chance and okay this season maybe Madrid and Barcelona would you know get back on it but it seemed like it seems like it's still there for the taking I mean I'm pretty sure Atletico might be the favorites depending on how you see it but um if we could get as close as we did last season, we're, we're right there. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, there's still some questions. Does Pozo, does he make the roster as our backup right back? I hope. I hope so, too. Um, but, again, it's up in the air. I don't think anybody really He's, knows. He seems to do everything right. Like, I don't see him do unless when he plays against us, right? He'll make a mistake against us that – Classic Sevilla virus. Um, players playing bad against us. The Alberto Moreno uh, virus. Alberto Moreno, <laughs> the poster child for that. But Pozo, and he crosses so well, man. Yeah. So I sometimes sacrilegiously say he crosses better than Navas, than than Jesus. But <laughs> but Pozo, I, I love Pozo, especially his attitude. Like he brings it all the time, like 110. percent Um. But I just don't think it's it's what Lopetegui and, and Munch are, are looking for. So no. we'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll see. I don't know. A lot, lots of questions. I mean, the window closes September 2nd in La Liga. So I think we've only got like 26 days or something to figure all this out. So Munchie's got some work to do, man. A it's lot a tough of work. time for Munchie. Sometimes when it rains, it pours. Like when he gets a transfer done, you'll see a next one the next day close to being done, stuff like that. We haven't seen that yet this season. Um, yeah, he, he, he does move fast when he's ready. And you know that he's prepared. He knows exactly the steps that he wants to make and, and do. So in Monty, we trust, as we always say, and I'm sure that's going to happen very soon. Um, you know, we touched on the on the preseason games. We played four. Uh, we had a couple got canceled. Um, because of COVID, um, you know, we started off. We had a four nothing win over Coventry, which is, uh, I think, the second division of, of England. Right? I think that's. I think they're in the championship. Um, beat them four nothing. Then we went and beat uh, uh, Las Palmas uh, one nothing. Tied PSG two two, and then. Uh, <laughs> Played a really boring, horrible game against Roma, 0-0. Lucky to get out of that with with 0-0. But, I mean, preseason is is just that. It's preseason. It's a time to to get some guys some run out. The first team did not look good in any of those that I watched. 
Um, it was all the kids that did most of the scoring for us and then looked better. So I don't know. I, you can't take anything from those games and, and feel comfortable coming, you know, going forward. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, uh, based upon those matches. Um, we'll see anything you want to speak about on those. Eddie? No, um, some definitely some PTSD from seeing some of those matches because <laughs> remember some little Pategi games last season, like most of the games last season, it was like, why am I watching this team? Um, we keep the ball a ton, but it's not fun to watch. How is that possible, right? But uh, but just watch Lopetegui's teams, and it's possible. Um, no shots. <laughs> no, <laughs> no shots, man. <laughs> like, what is that? But it's it's a work in progress. I have faith. I have faith in uh, in the coach. Um, I feel like this season we could take a big step. Um, but uh, that depends on on him and and some of the players who are we're looking to see better performances out of. Um, but I feel like this year we could make big strides because um, we're getting some continuity. We're not we didn't transfer most of our our uh, starting lineup right like like we in typical Sevilla fashion we're we're keeping a solid uh, team there um, a good core of of guys there so yeah. um, it's it's promising. Yeah, I think, and we'll definitely look better when when Papo gets reunited with the team and Acuna. So yes, sir. I mean, we played most of these games without a true left back. Um, you know, Rekic filled in a lot of the times. We had uh, Pablo Perez from the Atletico team play some, and it was just all over the place. It was a mess a lot of, a lot of the time. So anyway, um, I think it's enough on that. Uh, so. A lot of controversy. We're not big kit guys here. I mean, I like buying the new jerseys and that sort of thing, but I'm not going to be buying anything. But maybe that third kit for Sevilla this year. Wow, what what a disaster of these kits, man! I I hate them. I don't know about you, but I mean, it seems like a, a third grader could have designed those, and and I don't know. Somebody got paid to make those jerseys. Man. <laughs> I mean, they're not terrible, but it's it's very disappointing considering when we signed a deal with Nike, you're like, wow, okay, Sevilla stepping up. We weren't in the Champions League yet, but it's like, okay, they, I guess they recognize something. But uh, the kits we got were meh. Last right? year wasn't great either. Like, yeah, the third kit was good last year again, but... Jeez, that collar was that collar was disgusting. Yeah, I didn't. Sorry. The blue, the that weird blue. Yeah. yeah, that blue. I think we only wore once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it was only like once or twice because <laughs> it was that terrible. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's I guess the first the first one was all right. The one we won the Europa League with. Um, yeah. This one is not terrible. It will look better when we win games. Certainly, it do, jerseys look better when we win. Oh um, man, I, but it's, it it's can't look worse. It can't look worse. Actually, it can because you know we we did. There was a big spot in the center that was nothing there, but well, it said Sevilla FC in our preseason games, which was cool. Like, hey, mm-hmm. it, our jerseys actually say Sevilla FC is kind of cool. Uh, now it's going to say something different because we just signed a sponsorship deal with a company called. Uh, N-A-G-A, NAGA. I did a little digging on those. Those guys are German-based. It's like a 
kind of like an investment app. You can buy cryptocurrencies, you can buy stocks, you can pay people. So it's kind of like an all-in-one banking transaction kind of app anyway. Uh, multi-year deal uh, to be this would be a sponsor. And, and they had to make that deal because, you know, the, the Spanish court system said, hey, you can't have betting companies on your jerseys anymore. But so they moved from like a, a legit betting company to kind of a it's still a betting company, right? Like an investment is still a risky gamble. It's not. Right. Come on, man. Like, anyway, so uh, we're going to have uh uh, NAGA, that does not stand for North America Grappling Association, by the way, which is a thing. And if you actually search for NAGA in, in, uh, in the U.S., that's the first thing that comes up is the North American Grappling Association. So it's not that. I promise it's not that. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, man, a summer of craziness, right? Like there was a lot of stuff happened this summer. We had the Euros. During the Euros, we had that big crazy mess with the super league that came out where you know you had the 12 teams that tried to basically abandon ship on all these leagues and and uh make a ton of money well the fans kind of rebelled hey that ain't happening uh barcelona real madrid still wanted it to happen because there's in so much debt and uh, la liga tried to get creative and come up with a way to help these teams out with some of that debt and they still don't seem happy with the deal. And uh, this was announced, I think, last Wednesday. There's a La Liga investment deal that they were talking about. It's where La Liga was going to sell a 10% stake of, of the total business uh, for $2.7 billion to a company called CVC. And then they were going to distribute that $2.7 billion down to the, to the teams in first division and second division based upon TV ratings or I think that's what it was going to come down to. Uh, it ended up being a lot of money for a lot of different teams. However, as you start digging in, most of that money distributed is is in the form of a low interest lawn. So um, you had to pay it back. So <laughs> the teams didn't really get a great benefit. I mean, it's a very sh- short term uh, solution for some of these teams, but not a very long term, you know, good long term deal for them. Um, if, if this goes through, Sevilla will get 120 million euros. Um, it's a lot of cash. They can spend up to 15%, of, you know, 15% of that 120 on transfers. The rest has to go to like uh, infrastructure or debt repayment. Uh, Sevilla's debt's pretty good shape, I think. Um, there is some capital debt out there with like uh, you know construction cost and. Um, they're, you know, redoing a lot of the training facility out at, uh, Ciudad Deportivo, uh, there in Sevilla. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think about both of those? I, I don't know if we talked about Super League or not. I don't even remember, but what, if you want to touch on it, do, do, if you don't, I don't care, but let's talk about the La Liga investment thing. Did you study that at all? Uh, just just a little bit. Um, I mean, the Super League, we touched on it a little bit uh, last season because it came and went really quickly. Um, so by the time we recorded, it was kind of at its conclusion. But um, Madrid and Barcelona not happy with this. I guess it's the, the 10% that's being sold off to uh, to CVC that they're, they don't agree with and that they weren't consulted about this. 
Um, again, their their problem with the big teams not getting the money they deserve uh, or they think they deserve. And people using the, the example of, uh, I know it's not La Liga, but Inter Milan, Inter Milan just winning the Scudetto in Italy and having to sell off players. Um, Hakimi, they thought was enough, but now they have to accept the Lukaku deals. Like, how come these teams that are winning the league having to sell off their players? Like, what is this? But um, there's also uh, something called management that you could do better in. Right. I mean, sure. A lot of Spanish teams in, in La Liga are in debt. Yes, it, it's a thing. But um, I mean, Sevilla is a, a, a shining example that it, this could be done. It could be managed. I yep. mean, and it's not like Monchi's always successful with his transfers. Look at the players that we're, we're still trying to offload. Like we're gonna, like we're gonna suffer like a, a few blows because of those transfers. Right. We're not getting anything back from those. All right, Some so. of, most of those are Monty transfers, though. But. True. <laughs> True. But to your point, management is a thing. Barcelona is, has been the most mismanaged club maybe of all time. I mean, they they panicked after the Neymar sale, and, mm. and that just put them back years. And it, it was stupid. Like, you paid Dembele... <laughs> 200 like why what was it 180 200 million uh euros or something to, to come play like this guy was yeah, it still sound the number still sounds crazy to me it's whenever crazy. i hear it I, and you're talking about lukaku now 120 and you compare the two players and it's like come on really like oh my gosh harry kane 110 million is the rumor that he might get if he moves somewhere so there has been inflation. I mean, Ronaldo was, it was, that was a hundred million transfer right back in the day. And yeah, since that Neymar deal, the numbers have been crazy, right? They don't make sense anymore. Um, particularly in the Premier League, because there's that Premier League premium. I mean, players that are going to be, uh, have a value of 40 million will be 80 million all of a sudden. But um, yeah, who's to say what price is right? But uh, yeah, Barcelona, the management. Like, there's no way you've been blessed. This league has been blessed with extraordinary players, aliens in, in Ronaldo and Messi. And it's crazy that now that they've, they're they gone, the league doesn't look that appealing anymore. Like, what? They didn't prepare for this or? Yeah, I mean, it's been coming. It, would, it was here last year. I mean, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to get sold last year. So, I mean, it's been known that it was going to happen. You had it happen with Ronaldo leaving the league. And then here you are finding yourself without a, you know, your star player. It's, you know, people say it's sad that he's leaving. I, I'm going to miss him as a player watching him in La Liga every week, but it, it's not sad. It's sad that they mismanaged and they couldn't afford him. And then they tried to get La Liga to make different rules for them. Like, no, no. Like, and I'm so glad that La Liga didn't do that. Like, if they had, I mean, the other team should have revolted, like, and I'm sure they would have. So, to me, I've been talking to a lot of people because they've been asking me what you know my thoughts are on this, and and I've been following a lot on Twitter. But I think this actually is going to force the league finally to market teams and players that don't play for the big two. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. I hope that they actually market this as a great league with lots of history. Teams like Sevilla, teams like Villarreal, who just won the Europa League this past season, 
teams like Valencia, people that's won these trophies, and and let's celebrate those guys and and market players beyond the top two teams. If they can do that, then this is a win for the league. If not, <laughs> they're I don't know what else they're going to do. How do you think ESPN feels right now? Like they just paid all that money for a non-messy league. Who do you promote now? Like, do you showcase Hazard, who hasn't really played for two seasons? Is it Griezmann, who we're not even sure is going to stay there? Um, you Benzema? might as well promote, yeah. Uh, uh, you Suarez, been? I guess. Ben, yeah, it's Benzema and Suarez. Suarez, uh, yeah. Old boys. Uh, <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. But there's so many good players, right? Let's let's give exactly. the other players some recognition and and the other teams, and and maybe they will. Maybe maybe Anisri gets a spot, you know. Maybe he gets some shine. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and that's what I'm hoping comes from all this these dealings. But hopefully, we're a Sevilla podcast. We focus on Sevilla here. We've got a lot of great guys on Monty's Men that talk about Sevilla nonstop, and we appreciate those guys every week. You know, continuing to make good, great posts keeping up to date on the transfer rumors, keeping up to date on kits <laughs> and all the other stuff that comes along with being a Sevilla fan. So um, we appreciate it. We, we hope you guys join us on the forums. We've got a big game coming up, start of the 21-22 season. Can't wait to see what Monty does in the last few weeks here of the transfer window. And I'm just excited to see what Sevilla can do with a roster that hasn't been depleted for for a change, right? You mentioned it earlier. It's mm. it's it's gonna it's an unusual season for us as fans because we're mm. normally used to half of our team getting sold yeah. and you know and a bunch of players coming in. It didn't happen this year this year so far. I don't expect it to happen. Maybe Sands one other player leaving and then some other guys coming in, but it's going to be a, an interesting year to see what that continuity can do and see if we can make that strive to La Liga champion quarterfinals in the champions league or more, and maybe a Europa, we are sorry, a Copa del Rey win. Hey, who knows? Right. Like what is your, what, what do you expect out of the season? I don't know what to expect. Um, because I feel Okay, I feel like a player like Messi, it's it's those kinds of players that put fear in the opposition. So they're Messi elevated that Barcelona team. I feel like Barcelona would still be fine, but Messi is the one that those games that they might have should have lost, they'll win because of him. Like any top of goal scorer, like every time. So I mean they might be better without him. Who knows? You don't want to believe that, but I really don't know. Uh, I feel like Atletico will get more motivation and probably have another decent start to the league like they did last season. Spectacular start last season. I think they only had lost one or once or twice um, and kind of crashed towards uh, the end of the season, but so was every other uh, contender. But I, I think they'll have a better season. I think Simeone finally found something um, with... Uh, with his team that he was trying to, he was trying to change something. And I think he finally found a formula um, for us. I mean, I think we just have to improve in, in the finishing department. Um, our transitions need to be better. 
because our counterattacks it doesn't look like Champions League level to be honest. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking for big performances. I'm putting all my chips in, in the Papu Gomez hype train because um, that's my guy right there, Susil Nation as well, of course. And uh, I'm looking for Ocampos. I, Ocampos is going to be the starter at left wing. Um, so I'm looking forward to him to, to explode this season. The, as Tim likes to say, the unexploded atomic bomb. We need Ocampos back to that 2019 form and... If he does, this team is going to be dynamic. I think he's the key to the season, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I, you're spot on. I think we hit our goal. You know, the goals, I think those are the goals. Like, come close to winning the league, I think, is the goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else is it? Finish top four again? I mean, that's the first goal, right? Like, you've got to do that. That's expected yeah. now. Yeah. But you have to strive for more. And I, what else is there? I mean – you could say top two is top three, but why do that if you can go top one, especially in this league? So, um, and then Champions League, you want to do better than last year, and I think that's just the motto every every time: do better in every tournament than you did last year. And if we do that, man, we're going to be some happy guys talking about Sevilla all year here on the Monty's Man Podcast, season two. Glad to be back. I uh, hope we have a lot of great guests, a lot of Monty's Men members join us this year. We'll have to do some fun new things. We'll try some things. Who knows? I don't know. Live cast, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll see our ugly mug on YouTube or something. You never know. But, uh, Eddie, anything else before we jump off here and enjoy our Sunday afternoon? Um, not much. Um, I always enjoyed uh, the transfer season. Unfortunately, not much business being done in in Seville, in Nervion. But um, I'm excited for the new season. It's next week already. Um, season has gotten underway in France, and the other yeah, the other leagues are getting started. So it's it's like Christmas. Uh, Christmas is coming next week. Can't wait. 4.15 Eastern time on Sunday against Rio Vallecano. Welcome back to the league, Rio Vallecano. You get to start it off by playing the fourth team last year uh, in, in Sevilla. So, um, and hopefully we welcome them back with a nice spanking. Yeah, um, I hope so. Welcome back to La Liga. We'll beat you 4-0 now. <laughs> um, Let's hope so. One of the better kits in the league, by the way, Rio Vallecano. I love their kit. Always with that stripe. Reminds me of Peru. Right. I like it. It's a good kit. Uh, welcome back. Uh, anyway, until next uh, next time, vamos, mi Sevilla. Vamos, campeón. <laughs>